Tonight, wrapping up the Star Trek novel timeline, The Old Republic expands, the Emmy nominations, and we remember artist Stephen Hickman, author William Nolan, and actor Charlie Robinson. All that and more on the sci-fi edition of Multiverse, tonight! Comic books, sci-fi, fantasy, and more. If you're looking for a roundup of geeky news, you're in the right place. This is Multiverse Tonight. And here's your host, Thomas Townley. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 133 of Multiverse Tonight, the sci-fi edition. I'm, of course, your host, Thomas Townley. And uh, if I seem if I seem a bit distracted today, it's because uh, our, our new puppy, Roscoe, is uh, currently wandering around behind me, and so I've kind of got to keep, you know, one ear open. So, uh, if I, if, you know, you won't, you won't notice in the, in the podcast because of course I will have, uh, edited that out, but for those of you watching live and you can watch live, um, every other week, uh, starting around 1 PM central time, uh, if you are watching live, you will probably see me stop every now and then just to check and see where the, uh, puppy is located. Right now, he's under my feet. Um, other than that, uh, we're doing pretty well Well, here. Uh, we've got the puppy sleeping through the night. So, you know, we're much better much better off than we were two weeks ago. I can tell you that. Now we just have to work on, uh, you know, getting him potty trained. You know, getting him to stop, you know, biting at our feet. Things like that. And uh, we have a month Till Planet Comic Con in Kansas City, and I'm, you know, excited for that because that's the first Comic Con we've gone to in what nearly 18 months. So they have lots of good guests. Good guests there. They have uh, they they add Brent Spiner and uh, Gates McFadden, you know, from Star Trek: The Next Generation. Sam Jones from the Flat from uh, Flash Gordon is there. You know, there's a couple of AEW wrestlers, a bunch of people from Supernatural, a couple of the kids from Stranger Things. You know, it's a, it's a grab bag. You know, calling it a Comic Con is really, really doesn't work anymore. It's more like a pop culture convention. But uh, we'll be looking forward to that, and hopefully, you know, maybe I'll get some, you know, interviews, at least some footage. By the way, if you want to see our puppy, head on over to the Instagram, to our Instagram, Multiverse Tonight. And uh, I've been putting putting him up because, you know, puppies are cute and hopefully they'll draw some new subscribers. Anyway, let's go on to the Star Trek news. (laughs) 
The first four original Star Trek movies will be re-released in a new 4K Ultra HD collection to celebrate the 55th anniversary of the original series. The collection will include Star Trek The Motion Picture, Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan, both the theatrical and director's cuts, Star Trek III The Search for Spock, and Star Trek IV The Voyage Home, all in 4K UHD and digital. Now, each film is newly remastered and presented with Dolby Vision and HDR10. The motion picture will have an isolated score in 2.0. The collection will cost around $70 and will be out on September 21st. Now, it should also be noted that Paramount and Paramount Plus have announced a full restoration of the director's edition of Star Trek. The motion picture has been greenlit. The movie will be, pre- will be prepared in presentation in 4K Ultra HD with Dolby Vision HDR and a new Dolby Atmos soundtrack. The restoration will take up to eight months and it will launch with an exclusive window on Paramount+. Plus. Also being released is the original series and a Blu-ray Steelbook set. The set has every episode of the series and nine hours of bonus features inside a snazzy Steelbook case design. You can order it now for around $109 US, and it'll be released on the anniversary of the series on September 7th. A new Star Trek Picard story will be told in Uma McCormick's new book, Star Trek Picard Second Self. This uh, this novel focuses on Rafi Musiker's life following season one. Here's the synopsis, quote, a thrilling untold adventure based on the acclaimed Star Trek Picard TV series. Following the explosive events seen in Season 1 of Star Trek Picard, Ravi Musiker finds herself torn between returning to her old life as a Starfleet intelligence officer, or something a little more tame, teaching at the Academy perhaps. The decision is made for her, though, when a message from an old contact, a Romulan spy, is received, asking for immediate aid. With the help of Cristobal Rios and Dr. Agnes Gerardi, and assistance from Jean-Luc Picard, Raffi decides to take on this critical mission, and quickly learns that past sins never stay buried. Finding the truth will be complicated and deadly. The novel will be released on April 26, 2022. Paramount Plus will be presenting a couple of panels for Comic-Con at Home on Friday, July 23rd, beginning at 10 p.m. Pacific Time, The panels will cover Star Trek Prodigy and Lower Decks. Season 2 of Lower Decks will premiere on August 12th. Can't wait. Star Trek, not the Star Trek novel version of post-Voyager Star Trek might be coming to an end with the Star Trek Coda trilogy. The three books, Moments Asunder by our fan, by our pal Dayton Ward, The Ashes of Tomorrow by James Swallow, and Oblivion's Gate by David Mack are now available to pre-order on Amazon. And the pre-order page has promised a little insight into what the books will be about. Quote, Here's a synopsis for Moments Asunder. Reality is- itself is under attack. The epic Star Trek Coda trilogy begins with the unexpected arrival of an old friend, triggers a desperate mission to avert a fast-spreading sp- temporal disaster. The Ashes of Tomorrow continues the story. The synopsis reads, The future is at war with the past. The epic Star Trek Coda trilogy continues as friends become foes, the temporal apocalypse accelerates, and the, ca- and the cast- t- catastrophe's true cause is revealed. And it all concludes in Oblivion's Gate, re- which synopsis reads, Their most daunting mission will be their finest hour. The epic Star Trek Coda trilogy comes to a shattering conclusion as the temporal apocalypse forces Starfleet's greatest heroes to make the greatest sacrifices of their lives, unquote. 
So is this the end of this version of events? Or are they trying to set this as an alternate timeline like the Kelvin timeline is? I guess we'll have to find out when Star Trek Coda Moments Asunder releases on September 28th. The next Star Trek movie will be directed by Matt Shakeman, who directed the Emmy-nominated MCU series WandaVision. According to Deadline, production on the film has been fast-tracked and will begin production in the spring from a script by Lindsay Beer and Geneva Robertson-Dwart. The movie will be produced by J.J. Abrams. Playmates Toys, the company that made Star Trek toys from 1992 to 1999, is returning to the franchise. StarTrek.com has announced that a new license agreement has been struck with the toy company for action figures, vehicles, ships, roleplay, and other toy categories for all Star Trek properties. Now, Playmates' new Star Trek toy line will start with Star Trek Prodigy in 2022, Dion Valchus, Executive Vice President of Hardlines and Retail at Viacom CBSD Consumer Products, said about the deal and statement, quote, As Star Trek readies to beam into the kids' space for the first time with Star Trek Prodigy on Paramount+, Plus, we're thrilled to also enter the toy aisle with Playmates offering a new generation of fans out of this world toys that will allow them to embark on their own Star Trek adventures at home. Now, uh, Playmates Toys has ex- has deep experience in developing Star Trek figures and playsets. In fact, they helped to define and raise the stature of the right range of collectibles. The exper- expertise and ingenuity they plan to bring to figures, ships, and more will elevate the play experience for kids and collectors alike. Unquote. Now, fans can expect toys and action figures, of course, for Discovery, Lower Decks, Picard, and any past or future Star Trek content. Now, is there a character you want a new action figure of? And with that thought, we head on over to the Star Wars news. Roger, roger. Viz Media will be releasing a new Star Wars tribute art book featuring art from 45 manja creators and illustrators. They announced it via Twitter, saying, quote, Explore the galaxy through the, bright, through the beautiful artwork of 45 outstanding Japanese manga artists and illustrators, including Akira Akawa, Taiyo Matsumoto, and Yoshikazu Yoshikau. Star Wars tribute to Star Wars drops spring 2022, unquote. Now, speaking... Of Star Wars and anime, the series of anime-themed shorts series called Star Wars Visions will be getting a spin-off novel. Star Wars Ronin, a Visions novel, is inspired by Kamikaze Duga's The Duel, helmed by director Takanobu Mishunu and written by Emma Miko Kondon. StarWars.com describes the book this way, quote, Star Wars Ronin, a Visions novel by Emma Miku Kondon, Coming October 12th, we'll expand on the world of the duel, telling the story of a former unnamed Sith, known only as Ronin, i.e. a wandering samurai, as he travels the galaxy. According to James Waugh of the Lucasfilm Star Story Group and executive producer of Star Wars Visions, there was too much left to explore in Mizuno's vision, for lack of a better term, to stop with one tale. Of all the shorts, the duel felt most rife for an ongoing story in a novel. Another one of Ronan's adventures. One of the things I always loved about the short was that it was clear there was a larger history at play. That this wasn't the first adventure this warrior had been through, and certainly won't be their last. 
What are those stories? The team at Kamikaze Duga were very generous in obliging our interest in continuing the storyline and had a ton of ideas to lend in the creative process. Visions allows us to explore Star Wars expressed in new ways, and this book is unlike anything we've done before. Unquote. The novel will be out on October 12th. Speaking of Star Wars Visions, the nine different anime shorts that will debut on Disney Plus this fall have had their titles and studios revealed during the panel for at Expo at Anime Expo Light 2021. Here's the list. And apologies on my pronunciation of names. Kamikaze Duga, The Duel, which we already mentioned, uh, Geno Studio Twin Engine, Lop and, o- and Oko Ojo, Studio Colorado Twin Engine, for who has Tattoo Rhapsody, Trigger, The Twins and The Elder, Knima Citrus, The Village Bride, Science Saru, Akire and TO-B1, Production IG, will do The Ninth Jedi. A new expansion for the MMO Star Wars The Old Republic has been announced. The new one will be called Legacy of the Sith and will be part of the game's 10th anniversary throughout 2022. The expansion will include changes to the game's larger systems and mechanics, boost the level cap to 80, have a new series of co-op missions, and a brand new flashpoint. Also added will be a new feature known as Combat Styles, which will let players, quote, Combat styles will allow players to fulfill their ultimate Star Wars fantasy, independently choosing a specific class story and combining it with the ability sets from other related tech or force-wielding classes. Existing, returning, and new players can look forward to improvements in creating their their next Star Wars character through a refactored character creation system. In addition, updates to itemization and loadout experiences, as well as streamlined class design further enhances the Star Wars The Old Republic experience for new returning and existing players. Unquote. Now, there's no word on the release date for this new expansion, but it's expected around the 2021 holiday season. Now, let's go on to the geek news. And we begin geek news with the Emmy nominations, which were just announced a couple days ago. The they've uh, and uh, Disney is re- is leading the pack with the overall nomination race. Disney racked up 146 nominations for all its platforms, and Warner Media, the parent company of HBO and HBO Max, came in a close second with 138. Netflix dropped the third with 129. Now, if you break it down by series, The Crown and The Mandalorian tied with 24 apiece, with WandaVision coming in second, and The Handmaid's Tale and Saturday Night Live coming in third. Now, this is a long list, and, you know, I'm not going to read the entire list, but I'm going to give you an idea of where some of our, you know, geekier programs have landed. The Boys, The Mandalorian, and and Lovecraft Country are in the running for Outstanding Drama Series. Now, uh, for Outstanding Lead Actor in a Drama Series, we have uh, Jonathan Majors, who was just in in the Loki series, will be getting a nomination, has a nomination for Lovecraft Country. And uh, Outstanding Lead Actress in a Drama Series, uh, Journey Smollett for Lovecraft Country. Now, going down, uh, Giancarlo Esposito has a, has a nod for Outstanding Supporting Actor in the Drama Series. And uh, there's also 
An outstanding limited series, WandaVision, is up for that category. And Hamilton, you know, Hamilton isn't sci-fi or, or anything like that, but I got to mention, Hamilton did uh, put get a, another, a bunch of nominations in the limited series category. Uh, Catherine Hahn from WandaVision is up for an outstanding supporting actress in a limited, limited series or movie nod. And Don Cheadle is up for outstanding guest actor in the drama series for The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. He's up against Timothy Oliphant for The Mandalorian and Carl Withers for The Mandalorian. An outstanding animated program, uh, Big Mouth, Bob's Burgers, Gendy Tartakovsky's Primal, The Simpsons, and South Park's Pandemic Special are all up for uh, the award there. So may the best animated series win. And again, there are... There are dozens of categories, lots of nominations. I'll have the full list to uh, those nominations up on the show notes. Filmmaker Quentin Tarantino has bought another theater. He dropped the news on Dax Shepard's Armchair Expert podcast. He said that he had bought the Vista Theater in Los Filos, quote, when we opened up the New Beverly about two weeks ago in June, we sold out every show. And I'll announce one thing here that people don't know yet. I bought the Vista. We're going to, pro- we're going to probably open it up around Christmas time. And again, only film, but it won't be a revival house. We'll show new movies that come out. Where they give us a film print, we'll show new stuff. It's not going to be like the New Beverly. The New Beverly has its own vibe. The Vista is like a crown jewel kind of thing. So it will be the best prints. We'll show older films, but they'll be like older films where you can hold a Fortnite engagement. Unquote. Now, uh, this is, as I mentioned, Tarantino's second theater purchase. He bought LA Landmark, the LA Landmark New Beverly back in 2007. And uh, finally, we close, of course, with the sad news. Award-winning sci-fi and fancy painter Stephen Hickman passed away this past Friday. Now, Mr. Hickman's work has graced the covers of 300 sci-fi and fantasy novels since the early 1970s for companies like Ace, Bayon, Ballantine, Bantam, Berkeley, Dell, Del Rey, Doubleday, Phage Press, Tor, and Warren Publications. For his work, he won six Chesley Awards from the Association of Science Fiction and Fantasy Artists and a special Hugo Award for a set of stamps he created for the U.S. Postal Service in 1993. He was 72 years old. Next, author William F. Nolan has passed away. Now, Nolan was the writer of Logan's Run and other books. His friend Jason V. Brock uh, wrote a eulogy for him, so I'll uh, let uh, his words speak for speak for uh, his friend quote born in kansas city missouri william f nolan was an only child his father michael k hill nolan was an adventurer and sportsman his mother bernadette marine marina kelly nolan was a stenographer the family resided on forest avenue in a predominantly irish section of the city nolan spent his youth riding his bike up and down nearby troost avenue close to the isis theater meeting with friends who spent hot days in the cool of the movie palace where they watched westerns ate candy and reveled in the adventures of tom mix and other film heroes of the day an avid reader he devoured max brand comic books especially batman the pulps and had other books he could get his hands on he held very fond memories of his childhood Later, the family moved to Chula Vista, California, just after World War II. 
Nolan was unable to serve due to his flat feet and poor vision. Though the times were hard, his cherished parents had unflinching Irish roots, and the family endured, eventually winding up in Los Angeles. It was during this time Nolan caught the science fiction fandom bug. Talented at drawing, Nolan spent many hours working as an artist, including a stint at Hallmark Cards in Kansas City. Still enthralled with pulps such as Black Mask, Weird Tales, and comics, especially Jack Kirby's output, Movies eventually became his greatest enthusiasm, and for years he attended several a week. Being in, being in L.A. only added to his interest in all forms of genre, from noir to horror to science fiction. Once established in L.A., he stumbled across a fresh new writer named Ray Bradbury, becoming an instant convert. Seeking Bradbury out by 1952, he had learned enough to, about him to compile his first series book, Ray Bradbury Review. It contained a mix of art, stories, and nonfiction, including pieces by writer Chad Oliver and Bradbury. After a few years of doing art, active semi-pro fanzine, fanzine work, and other fan-related organizing, Dolan made his first profession, big professional sale, the Derringer Build-Up, to Playboy, and decided he wanted to be a full-time writer. Around this time, Bradbury introduced Nolan to the man who would become his best friend for 10 years until his untimely death, Mr. Charles Beaumont. Beaumont, Nolan, Richard Matheson, George Clayton Johnson, Chad Oliver, Charles D. Fritch, Chris, Novel, Chris Neville, John Temerlin, Marie Wolfe, and several others eventually comprised the group, meeting to discuss stories and hang out together. Nolan's career flourished as a writer and later a screenwriter, primarily for Dan Curtis, Logan's Run, which he co-wrote with the late George Clayton Johnson, propelled both men into the public consciousness in a major way, especially after the release of the classic MGM film adaptation in 1976. Although Nolan has written roughly 2,000 pieces to include biographies, short stories, poetry, and novels, Logan's Run retains its hold on the public consciousness as a political fable and dystopian warning. As Nolan has stated... That I am known at all is still astonishing to me, as I can so vividly recall the boy flying down the road on his bike in Kansas City all those years ago. My later years have brought me much happiness. I will note especially my current family, Jason and Sonny Brock. We've been a unit for nearly 15 years, and it has been one of the best times of my life. Author, screenwriter, artist, and occasional actor William Francis Nolan passed away without pain, on July 15, 2021, during a brief stay in the hospital following complications from an infection, he was 93 years old. He had no living relatives and was married one time. Unquote. Big bucket of wind. And now, our final uh, eulogy of the night. Actor Charlie Robinson has passed away. The actor is best known for the role of court clerk Mac Robinson on the 80s sitcom Night Court. He started acting in the 1971 movie Drive, he said, and appeared in The White Shadow, Lou Grant, Roots, The Next Generation, Hill Street Blues, St. Elsewhere Hotel, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, The John Larroquette Show, Project Alf, Touched by an Angel, nine episodes of Home Improvement, Andy Richter Controls the Universe, House, My Name is Earl, 30 Rock, in which he played himself, Key and Peel, This Is Us, Mom, and many more. He worked up until his passing. Robinson won the NAACP Image Award for Outstanding Actor in a Comedy Series, as well as an Ovation Award for Best Actor and an NAACP Theater Award for his stage work. 
Charlie Robinson died on July 11th from cardiac arrest with multi-symptom organ failure due to septic shock and metastatic adenocarcinoma, which is a type of glandular cancer. He was 75 years old. And that brings us to the end of the sci-fi news. Now, be sure to check us out on social media. We're at Twitter, at Multiverse Tom. We're also on Facebook and Instagram as well. And if you'd like to contribute financially, check us or check our show notes, visit our Tee Public store, and so much more. Be sure to head over to the brand new multiversetonight.com. If you're a subscriber, please share us with your friends. And if you're brand new to the show, thank you very much. Please be sure to subscribe or follow and leave us with some feedback and let me know how we're doing. Special thanks to Shane Ivers for the intro music and Lobo Loco for the outro theme music. Thanks for watching the sci-fi edition of Multiverse Tonight. We'll be back in just two days with a brand new comic book edition and two weeks with a brand new sci-fi edition. Now please exit the universe in orderly fashion. Good night. Multiverse Tonight is a production of Half-Baked Genre Productions. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved.